Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Care Inspectorates podcast on Meaningful Connection. My name is Barbara Lawson and I'm joined today by my colleague Sherry Kerr. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about family carers and how we can include them as partners in care. So, hi Sherry. Hi Barbara. Yeah, so family carers um, being partners in care and that just that inclusion of them in all aspects of care home life uh, it's you know a, a subject that's really close to our own hearts and I think when we were doing the literature review we really were struck by just how profound it was um, on people's health and well-being and um, you know the involvement of family carers but I'm just wondering and obviously the term family carers some people might be wondering what we mean by that and I'm just wondering if it would be good at this point just to kind of clarify that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are various different terms that people prefer, but um, I think for our purposes and kind of the things that we've been writing and talking about, we usually use the term family carers and to mean the immediate and extended family and friends of people who play ongoing roles in the lives of people who live in care homes. So we just generally use that term family carers as a kind of catch-all for all those people just that are kind of important to people and just play those kind of continuing roles in their lives, not necessarily related, but, you know, they just have those those um, ongoing contacts. Yeah, definitely. And it's so much more than just being a visitor because we've seen, you know, just during the pandemic, you know, the impact that people being separated from their loved ones had on people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the the literature review that we did really kind of flags that up because we could see the impacts on people, you know, not only kind of emotionally, but physically, you know, mentally. Not everybody was equally affected, of course, but there were really powerful impacts on people of not having those contacts that they'd been used to having, both on people that live in care homes and also on the family carers, you know, who weren't able to to see their loved ones for long periods of time. Really, really devastating impact sometimes for people. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about Article 8 from the kind of Human Rights Act, that particularly when people were not able to see their family carers and their friends, that it was really, um, you know, affected and it was linked within that respect for private and family life, you know, which includes supporting people to maintain important relationships. Yeah, and I think that article of the Human Rights Act, as you said, Article 8, really does reflect how important that is to people, as as you've said. You know, um, it's not just something that's nice to have. It's something that actually is a fundamental human rights and that people need. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just thinking now about the context of it was a quote, actually, in one of the papers we used in the literature review, which described family carers as the guardians of the identity and dignity of their loved ones and how that that really kind of reflected how vital their role was, because these are the people that know their loved ones best and just able to support what we would call personhood, which is really, um, you know, who they are, their values, their beliefs, just who they are as an individual and their identity. So having the involvement of family carers, you know, it's vital for people and um, just really as guardians of who they are as an individual. 
Yeah, yeah. And I love that phrase, that quote, guardians of identity and dignity. I think that just sums it up so well. And, you know, because, yes, you know, families and friends are the people that know the people the best. They're the people that have known them for longest. They have all that information that's care home staff need to know about in order to provide person-centered care you know um, they provide that link um, to people's identity to that the outside world the wider family you know that kind of continuity because people's lives change so much when they go into a care home you know and suddenly you're in a different place you're surrounded by people that you that you, that you don't know that you haven't chosen to live with and having that kind of ongoing contacts and that ongoing relationship with with your family and your friends just provides that continuity yeah and i know when we were out visiting some of the care homes gathering people's views and hearing people's voices that there were some real key messages that came through about what was important to people and their family carers and one of them, which, you know, it sounds just very basic and it's kind of common sense, but it's actually that families feel welcome in the care home, that they're welcomed in, um, that staff greet people with a smile. And sometimes you might not really think the importance of it, but it was a real theme that came through again and again. And it was so important to people that feeling welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, you know, we went, we, um, did visits to care homes and we talked to a lot of people in connection with that and some very consistent themes emerged from that and certainly one of those was definitely that feeling welcome and feeling that that the staff know them and that they know their their loved one you know and one of the one of the powerful quotes that I remember was when um, the wife of a resident said you know they show that they that they that they like having him here you know and they show that they know him really well and you know they, they always I always feel welcome to come in you know they show that they care about my husband and I thought that was so powerful because it might seem like that should go without saying but you know that people were really making that so making that so evident to her that was something that she really really valued that they you know they had that that knowledge and that care yeah, so it's not really just about person-centred care, about the person who's living in the care home, but really a relationship-centred approach where all relationships matter. So the relationships with family carers and with other people and how really when that is fostered and when that is worked you know worked at sometimes relationships can be fraught they can be difficult and you know people can be experiencing grief and loss and sadness and guilt you know maybe it's just the situation they might have wanted to care for somebody at home but due to circumstances out with their control somebody has had to go out and live in a care home so people can be feeling so many mixed emotions and um, so it's really important that you know, that staff, that we do think about that relationship-centred approach and really, you know, put ourselves into other people's shoes as well, isn't it? Considering other perspectives and just really working together. Yes, keeping the person at the centre, but really, you know, focusing on that relationship-centred approach as well. Yeah, because like you say, is there are some really complex emotions sometimes around, you know, having a loved one going into a care home. People can be feeling guilt, they can be feeling sadness, you know, um, loss. There's so many things around that. And sometimes that might come out in ways that are not necessarily 
understood perhaps by the person that, that, that that's listening you know some pe people deal with things in different ways so I suppose yeah it's just about everybody kind of trying to have that by putting that relationship at the centre and having you know trying to have that kind of understanding of maybe where people are coming from and why they might be behaving in certain ways. So I'm thinking a wee bit now about some of the strategies for inclusion, which is really some of the things that services and the staff can do to make family carers feel included. And we saw so many different um, areas of good practice when we were out visiting the care homes and some that you know that we've come across and people have told us and um, one of the ones that i thought was um, you know important was trying to encourage the participation in activities and trips yeah and i think people really valued that you know it's not something that everybody wants to do or is able to do or has the time to do but i think people really valued kind of having that that opportunity and feeling welcome to join in any activities to go out on trips just to spend that time you know with their loved one in the care home maybe attending a an event or a concert or doing an activity or you know going out on the bus or whatever it may be and yeah it's not something that everybody's going to do but people that do you know that, that that do do that really I think I think really value that opportunity and it helps them to feel included you know it helps to spend that quality time with your relative maybe get to know the staff better as well get to know other residents better you know just feeling more a part of the life of the care home as a whole I suppose and yeah. having that con having that contribution yeah definitely yeah and also I suppose just that regular informal keeping in touch with people so rather than waiting for you know the six month kind of more formal reviews but you know actively you know seeking out people's views um, asking them questions giving people an opportunity um, you know just to check in and see how things are and I think there's been ongoing use of good technology you know to keep people informed and we saw some really innovative um, ways of people using technology, they were doing remote meetings, they were using email and social media more effectively, and just really trying to find out, well, what is the best form of communication for people to be kept informed? Yeah, and I think a lot of that really came more to the fore during the pandemic, didn't it? Because people weren't, you know, the people weren't coming into the home so much. They had to find other ways of keeping in contact with people. But I think communication is always a key, isn't it? I mean, it's one of the things that we hear so much. You know, communication is so, so important. And something that people have told us that they really is, is really important to them just to have that open honest and transparent communication you know don't just tell me my mum's fine if she's not you know yeah. if she's if if you know if she's if she's been doing this or that or if whatever's been happening you know tell me about it you know um and I think people really do value that and it helps yeah. to build that sense of trust as well in the staff that you're thinking well they're not you know they're not trying to pull the wool over my eyes or whatever they're actually you know they're telling me telling me it's as it is sort of yeah. thing so yeah absolutely it's something that's um is, is is really important to people and that I think heads off a lot of problems as well to be yeah. honest you know because there's so many problems and so many issues and complaints can arise just from that that lack of communication or miscommunication and sometimes at an early stage and I suppose it's just about um, cultivating that 
um, a kind of authentic, genuine culture within the organisation which values and welcomes inclusion and collaboration, um, you know, that staff understand, you know, the responsibilities of including people, not just if they've got legal powers, such as power of attorney or guardianship, um, but also just really the value that, you know, people have within their relationships and that staff really get to know people's families and friends and build rapport, um, you know, and that this is expected of all staff as, you know, core parts of their job. You know, some of the maintenance and housekeeping staff know the families, um, you know, better than some care staff in some places. You know, so it's just about that everybody's important, every staff member is important um, and every family carer, there's an opportunity to learn something and, you know, that reciprocity, that sharing of um, relationship really does help to establish and build that rapport, which makes it a happier working place, but also just having those strong relationships. Um, it does really help to, you know, to develop um, that, that relationship for the person. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you say, it's about having that kind of culture, isn't it, where families are include you know they are included they are seen you know it's not not an extra but as an integral part of people's care so I think one of this one of the staff that was spoke to in the care home who described it really well when she said something like we don't care on our own we care together with the family and it's just that's having that approach you know that that they are partners it's not about um you know we do the care and then the families just just pop in from time to time but um people can be inc being included as much as they want to be included you know and for some people that some people don't have the time or maybe they don't you know that 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 will be quite limited but for other people they really do want to be involved in every aspect of people's care and they should be enabled and facilitated to do that and that should you know that should be seen as the, the really important thing that it is yeah, definitely. And I suppose that's why the two new health and social care standards were brought in um, in March 22, um, numbers being 5.16 and 5.17. Um, 5.17 is about families being you know, included as partners in care. So if people want to be involved in personal care or assisting with meals, if that's what somebody wants to do, that services are working to support that. And 5.16 is the same, but it just adds on that even in an outbreak of an infectious disease, that people still have the opportunity to do that and to visit if that is what people want to do, to be involved in that hands-on care, whether it's just something as simple as, you know, brushing somebody's hair or, um, you know, or actually being involved in more um, intimate personal care, if that's what, you know, somebody could have been supporting their father or mother at home for years and have been the only person that was um, shouting them. <laughs> um, some people feel more comfortable having that with a family. Um, so it's whatever works best for people. Yeah, and obviously those two new standards were introduced in March 2022, I think it was, yes. and kind of on the back of the pandemic. And I think, yeah, I think one of the things that the pandemic did was really kind of flag up how important that role is, you know, and how many people are actually having that direct role in people's care. You know, it's not everybody by any means, but there are a significant number of people who were having a really direct role in people's direct care. And then, of course, when the lockdown happened, that mm -hmm. completely stopped. So I think um, what that new standard 
1.17 is doing is kind of really reflecting that mm. that's um that you know that came to the fore of how, of how much people are involved in direct care and how that how important that is to people you know some people because we certainly heard about people whose families would come in every day to help them to eat or whatever and then when that stopped happening the people just just stopped eating you know because they just weren't seeing that person that they had been seeing every day for however many years yeah you know so just really flagging up how important that is yeah definitely and I suppose if there was one kind of take home message what would you kind of say um, say to people if they wanted if it was a care home and they were looking to involve um, family carers what would be your kind of take home message I suppose it's just about having that value isn't it that family carers are essential partners in care you know and they should be including them should be a default position rather than well you know any kind of add-on or whatever that yeah you know they're the people that know people best they're the people that um you know that have that long-standing relationship and going into a care home shouldn't sever those relationships those relationships should be enabled to continue you know as as in as in as good a way as they were previously yeah if that definitely makes sense. yeah no that's good and I think also it's a good point just to plug the self-evaluation tool about meaningful connection and there's a section in it about creating a culture for connection which services can use it's available on the website and services can use that and um, to just really look at how well Um, they're doing in certain areas and it might give them some prompts of what's working well or how they might want to develop their service. So I think there's been lots of information there. Also, we've got our literature review, which has got some in-depth information about family carers and also the care home report that we've done on um, the 20 visits, which has got some really amazing, powerful quotes Um, the voices of people living in Scotland's care homes. So thank you, Sherry. Um, It's been a really good conversation. Thanks very much, Barbara.